Welcome back, yoga friends. I'm Brenda C. Epley from Green Tree Yoga of PA, and you've joined me to deepen your understanding of terms that you encounter in a yoga class that whet your appetite to learn more. Yoga Discovery offers up concise explanations in short podcasts that are geared to the yoga student. When you're in the midst of practicing meditation, asanas, the physical postures of yoga, or pranayama breathwork, you will no doubt often find that your mind wanders. And some days, our brain is filled with thoughts that jump from one subject to the next, like a, a runaway train. As a teacher, I often hear the exasperated sounds from students when they can't maintain balance in a posture or move into a posture as deeply as they did a few days ago. I think we've all experienced this as a, a heavy sigh or a grumble, or and, and maybe this resonates with you, when a posture is introduced, you are immediately filled with doubt about your ability to move into the expression of the posture that will work for your individual practice. We've all been there as students, right? Yoga provides several tools for us to use in our practice, both on and off the mat, that lead us to clarity in a given moment. Our topic today, drishtis. What is a drishti? Like many Sanskrit words, there is no precise equivalent for this word. In yoga, drishti commonly translates closely to sight or gaze and is a gazing technique that focuses your attention. We have all experienced the moments in a yoga class when we gaze around the room. You look at your fellow yoga students, your eyes move to cool artwork on the wall or on someone's yoga mat, you stare at an amazing tattoo, or you become transfixed by your physical attributes, noticing something that stands out which you don't like. Or your mind simply wanders from thought to thought, perhaps filled with self-doubt and criticism. Each of these examples is a distraction that leads us away from yoga. For the interest of the Yoga Discovery podcast, I'll focus today on how a drishti relates to your asana practice. But please keep in mind that drishti takes on many other meanings and other philosophies and practices, sometimes with great complexity. If you're intrigued and want to learn more about drishti beyond the use found within an asana practice, I encourage you to explore the meaning as it relates to Buddhism or bhakti yoga or Ayurveda. Let's consider the purpose of a drishti in a yoga practice. Think of a, a drishti as a sort of a gateway for cultivating a quiet and focused mind. When you focus upon a drishti, you are fully aware in the moment, and you experience being one with the world around you. A drishti frees the mind to notice subtle sensations while working towards a steady mind filled with ease. In doing so, you'll begin to see things for what they truly are, wholly and completely. This helps to reveal your true nature and eliminates any misconceptions you may have in the moment about anything. In yoga, we refer to this as discernment. By using a drishti, you will find stability and the ease I mentioned a moment ago in all aspects of your physical and mental yoga practice. In the Yoga Sutras, which I introduced in my podcast on the history and philosophy of yoga, and which I'll be discussing in a future podcast, we learn about the eight limbs of yoga. Maybe you've heard of them before, right? Although the word drishti 
is not used in the Yoga Sutras. Drishti is closely associated with a fifth limb of yoga, identified as Pratyahara, or sense withdrawal, and the sixth limb identified as Dharna, or meditation. A single point of focus is necessary for, one, eliminating the fluctuations of the mind that are often due to stimulation brought on by our senses, and two, finding meditative stillness. In the Bhagavad Gita, Krishna instructs Arjuna that the yogi should make the mind one-pointed, with the mind, self, and movement unified into one. And Krishna further instructs Arjuna to stare steadily at the tip of the nose. So you're saying, wait a minute, Brenda, sometimes my teacher instructs me to look elsewhere. If you've listened to my podcast about the Bhagavad Gita, you'll know that the Gita was written many centuries before modern postural yoga was introduced. Krishna, in his conversations with Arjuna, was most likely referencing what we tend to refer to as lotus posture, in which the head is held erect and in a straight line with the yogi staring softly at the tip of the nose. As yoga evolved, and with it the addition of more physical postures, specific drishtis evolved. That's why you hear a yoga teacher mention gazing points beyond the tip of the nose or the third eye. How do you incorporate a drishti into your practice? A drishti point is a soft gaze free of any type of strain that focuses and engages the mind. A hard gaze or anything that resembles staring will shift your attention externally. An external gaze is known as bhaya, and antara is the Sanskrit word for an internal gaze. Prana, which is the energy or life force that flows through our bodies, is drawn inward when you focus upon a drishti. I personally find it very helpful to keep in mind that prana flows where the attention goes. If you focus on something or someone who is moving, you will most likely lose your balance. As an experiment, the next time you attempt tree or eagle or half moon, allow your gaze to wander throughout the room. Note what happens. At some point in the posture, shift your soft focus to a single stationary point. Then compare your ability to balance in the moment. Let's turn our attention to Ashtanga yoga. The word Ashtanga means eight limbs in Sanskrit, and these eight limbs are identified in the Yoga Sutras. I've already mentioned that the Yoga Sutras discussed limbs five and six. If you practice modern Ashtanga yoga, your tradition has its foundation in the Yoga Sutras, but the practice in today's yoga studios is heavily linked to the tradition developed in the middle of the 20th century and associated with Mysore, a location in southern India. A practitioner of Ashtanga yoga, or often a vinyasa style of yoga that is influenced by Ashtanga, will focus upon one of nine specific drishtis. These are the tip of the nose, the middle of the thumbs, the toes, the navel, the hands or tips of the fingers, gaze to the left side, gaze to the right side, gaze upward, and gaze at the third eye or middle of the brow. These nine points are tied to very specific postures within the Ashtanga tradition. 
If you're in a yoga class, any yoga class, and you're not sure where to focus, maybe you're in a class where a teacher isn't even using the word drishti at all, remembering these nine points can be very helpful. The points are pretty intuitive. In other words, you don't have to be practicing ashtanga or vinyasa yoga to incorporate these nine drishtis. And if you can't remember them, no worries. Remember to choose a point of focus that is unmoving. Your gaze should be soft. And once you are holding the gaze, turn your attention to your breath, which will move your focus internally. And if your thoughts begin to jump from one to the other, come back to focusing on the sensation of the breath as it enters and exits the body. As in all things related to yoga, have patience. Yoga is called a practice for a reason. With our fast-paced world, finding a one-pointed focus will take time, but the benefits are tremendous. Start with a simple drishti while in a seated posture, or simply choose a balanced posture and build from there. Be kind to yourself. You'll get there. And through discernment, you'll develop an even stronger relationship and understanding of the self. You simply need to find the space to listen and observe. Thanks for joining me today. I would love to hear about how your use of a drishti impacted your practice. As always, send an email with questions or comments to me at greentreeyogaofpa at gmail.com or check out the Green Tree Yoga website found at green-tree-yoga.com. I'm Brenda C. Epley, and I hope you'll tune into my next Yoga Discovery podcast where we can dive even more deeply into all things yoga. And if you found the information that I've shared with you to be useful and insightful, please tell others about Yoga Discovery. It is an honor to share my passion for yoga with you. Be well and safe, my friends.